like it. We're about to get started with another free indeed Friday. What's up, world? We weren't completely recording everything, so I hope we straight over there. I know we got audio. We're on Instagram, Facebook Live. Go ahead and share with your friends, your family, as we get started with another Free Indeed Friday's podcast. Go ahead and sound off. Let me know where you are, what you're doing. Real quick, uh, hit me up and let me know where you are, what you're doing. Those of you who are on the road, let me get you through this traffic this afternoon. On your way home from uh, work or whatever, thank God it's Friday. And it's about to be another Free Indeed Friday podcast. Um, So we record live on Facebook Live uh, and then Instagram. And then the podcast is uploaded at a later date to Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So you can subscribe to uh, the Free Indeed Men uh, profiles on those digital platforms to catch the podcast in its entirety. Uh, I'm going to be on here about... 40 minutes to an hour. We're going to have a good time. If you have something you want to say to chime in, you can go ahead and do that. I won't really be keeping up with the screen. However, uh, this and that are in the room, and they'll let me know if I need to respond in any way. Uh, Let me know where you are and what you're doing. I see Pastor Bobby Bullard, my big brother, in his house. Steve Heron, what's happening, buddy? How are you? Garnisha, you are here. Where is here? Oh, you own. That's what you're saying. You up in that thing. All right. It's another free indeed Friday. And yeah. it's your cousin. Uh, well, I'm probably not your cousin, but you know, some people on there. I'm somebody's cousin. Pastor Free, and I'm about to get started. Uh, so it is Friday, and I've gotten some inquiries from earlier in the week asking about Lady Kayla, and I think I saw her on, although she just told me she was going to go sleep on my phone, so I don't know what, what's going on. But she is recovering well. Uh, I've been kind of vague as to what was going on, but it wasn't like major emergencies. She had a slight procedure done, uh, and she is recovering. She got them good drugs, and... Um, Our house has been very interesting this week, Uh, but for those of you who have prayed and have reached out to express concern, and for those who have uh, considered, and what's the word I'm looking for, not only considered, but respected our right to to privacy and giving us some space to kind of mend, God bless you all. So we're going to start, that was my freedings, Freedings. I was telling everybody hi, I hope you've had a good week. Didn't get on on Wednesday because of what we had going on at the house on Wednesday. So for those who usually get on my Wednesdays with him, um, I missed you this week, and I'll do my best to be back in the mix this coming Wednesday. So those are my freedoms. Anyway, free funny. Free funny. Real funny. And so I'm going to go ahead and hit you with some of these jokes real quick. This is called Walking on Water. Walking on water. So a priest, an evangelist, and a minister were in a rowboat in the middle of a pond fishing. And none of them had caught anything all morning. Then the evangelist stands up and says he needs to go to the bathroom. So he climbs out of the boat and walks on the water to shore. He comes back 10 minutes later the same way. Then the minister decides he needs to go to the bathroom too. So he climbs out of the boat and walks on the water to the shore. 
He too comes back the same way 10 minutes later. Now the priest looks at both of them and decides that his faith is just as strong as his fishing buddies and that he can walk on water too. So he stands up, excuses himself, and as he steps out, he makes a big splash down into the water. The evangelist looks at the minister and says, I suppose we should have told him where the rocks were. <laughs> Pretty funny. I'm going to give you one more because I'm feeling good today. Well, I'm not really feeling good, but I'm trying to act like I am. This is called trying to help. Trying to help. Go ahead and share. Invite your friends, your family into the live. Trying to help. So a big burly man visited the pastor's home and asked to see the minister's wife, a woman well known for her charitable impulses. Madam, he said in a broken voice, I wish to draw your attention to the terrible plight of a poor family in this district. The father is dead. The mother is too, is too ill to work, excuse me. And the nine children are starving and they're about to be turned into the cold, empty streets unless someone pays their rent, which amounts to $400. How terrible, explained the preacher's wife. May I ask who you are? The sympathetic visitor applied his handkerchief to his eyes. I am the landlord. He sobbed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> get it? Like he going, he's pleading on their behalf so they don't get put out, but he's the landlord. You know what? Some of y'all don't get it because that's how a lot of Christians are. You really want somebody to be helped. You just don't want to be the helper. Message! Message! I'm in this thing today. So, it's time for some free time music. Free, free time, time music. music. I told y'all that what I'm going to be doing is pubbing music off the trauma record, trauma which will record. be released February the 27th, 2020. It is probably one of the dopest days all year long because it is my February birthday. It's the day that... The Lord up and made me born up in the world. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play music off the trauma record until it's released. Last week, I played a song that I recorded with my sons, uh, and that song was called Tamar, uh, No Means No. And remember, on the trauma record, all of them will be named after a biblical character, a biblical story, and then have a sub name. Uh, and I'm dealing with various traumatic issues. It's a companion uh, to a sermon series that will be released on DVD. So you don't want to miss the trauma record. It's going to be ridiculous. February 27, 2020. This song is called Judas. It was the first song that I actually recorded off the trauma record. And it deals with the idea of betrayal. Uh, for those of you who know a little bit of Bible, you ever went to Sunday school, you know that Judas is notorious for betraying Jesus Christ. Uh, and so this song is called Judas. The truth of the matter is a whole lot of us have some Judases sitting at our tables, even in 2020. Is that how you say it, 2020? I don't think I've said 2020 all year. I've been saying 2020. 2020. That sounded weird coming off my lips. Anyway, this right here is, uh, what did I say I was going to play? Judas. Uh, the subtopic or surname is called Betrayed Me. I'm going to rock this box in your ear real quick. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> GP on the track. George Pettis produced this. For those of you who are a fan of D Free Music, he's produced a lot of my music. They say the first time shame on you. 
second time shame on me. It's real gutter. I like this one. It's grimy. And then kind of sexy too. Can you can you have sexy gospel music? The verse. I really grew up in 5-2. St. John neighborhood. I've never dated a woman named Anasia. Just a random name for those of you who are nosy. So when I caught you when you get this in your car and it's going through your speakers, that not gonna hit you in the chest, man. All right, that's enough. That was Judas off the trauma record. Go ahead and uh, prepare your minds and your spirits and your hearts and your uh, cash apps and your um, PayPal's and whatever to purchase the trauma record when it come out. It's going to be about 10, 11 songs if I don't feel inspired to write another one of, of good music uh, that deals with life traumas. While I'm uh, mentioning it, anybody want to share some of traumatic, some of life's traumatic uh, experiences, you can drop that in the comments and I'll make reference to it. Uh, those who have experienced any type of trauma, uh, that was a blessing to our church family, the, 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 the sermon series, and I believe it's really going to bless the nation and those who get their hands on it. Uh, we're going to try to make it look real nice and all edited and cleaned up and, and whatnot. Uh, so, Trauma Series DVD and the Trauma Record coming out again February 27, 2020. So let's get to this word. Uh, what? Pastor Kennedy said uh, somebody's calling on this phone and that made it uh, do something. But it's still going. You want me to send you two copies, fam? That's what I will do. My brother, Pastor Kennedy Young... Eastgate Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas, is on Instagram. Big shout out, bro. Love you, man. I'm going to make sure you get that so that you can rock that box, that, that D-free music one, one time. Anyway, so let's get to the free rant free for rant. the week. Uh, last week, we started. It was the, the beginning of a new year, and we talked about whether or not a new year means a new you. We call that new year, new you, or nah. Um, so I'm going to kind of build on that thought just a tad, and I want to look at uh, one passage of scripture in Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, verse 62. Uh, I'm going to read this one passage and deal with it just a little bit, and then we'll move on. Luke chapter 9, verse 62, it says, Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. It's short enough for me to read it again. Uh, Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit 
for service in the kingdom of God. I just realized we are not recording on the phone, the audio, just in case something would happen over there. Anyway, so I want to deal with this idea of focus on the follow through. Focus on the follow through. Um, sadly, the only thing many of us are consistent at is quitting. Hmm. We quit jobs, we quit relationships, we quit serving, we quit school, we quit projects, we quit diets, and yes, we even quit on God. Statistically speaking, many of us, and I say us because it wasn't just you, it was us, made New Year's resolutions, and by now, many have already quit. Still, the truth of the matter is that unless it's a matter of sin, Quitting is not of God. Let me rewind, say it one more time. Still, the truth of the matter is that unless it's a matter of sin, quitting is not of God. It's not God's will for us to start and stop. And it can be dangerous and it can be counterproductive. One day I was sitting in a in a hotel room. I was out of town uh, on ministry assignment and I was watching some random uh, television and like an infomercial came on that basically said that science has shown that it's more toxic to lose weight uh, and then stop losing weight, regain the weight and then start again because the weight that we regain is more toxic and detrimental than the weight that was lost. I'm saying that it's dangerous to start and stop. What we need to learn how to do is follow through bars. I didn't even write that to rhyme, but what we need to learn how to do is follow through. Follow through is often a term used in the sport of basketball. And the idea is that you don't just launch the ball and leave it at that. But there's a motion you must, y'all see that? Y'all see, uh, matter of fact, recess for the freshman orientation series is going to be basketball this Sunday, 5 o'clock for ALC members. Uh, go ahead. So so follow through. There's a motion that you must complete, uh, complete in instance uh, excuse me. And in the instance where a rebound is possible, you should also follow your shot. The idea is um, that it's not just about starting. Starting something is not good enough. Jesus is talking here in Luke chapter nine, verse 62. And he says that no one who puts their hand to the plow is and, and then looks back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Can I uh, generalize and apply that principle to everything uh, in this life that we set our attention, we set our efforts to, and then we stop, uh, that it says something negative about us, and, and, and we cannot accomplish the task that was set before us if we keep quitting. So this year, won't we focus on the follow-through? The first thing uh, the passage implies to me is that starting is pretty easy. Don't think you've done something major because you've started something. Now, I don't want to belittle you starting because starting obviously is the first step to accomplishing anything. But starting is easy because starting only requires desire. All you have to do is have an idea and enough desire or passion to kind of get the ball rolling. So most of us know what it's like to start something, to start a diet or to start a relationship, or to start a business venture, to start an organization, to start a fellowship, to start an exercise regimen, uh, to start, you know, sometimes we say, this year I'm going to do a better job of calling and checking up on my friends and my loved ones. It's easy to start. 
The list goes on and on. But how many things, this is a question that I want to ask, how many things have you started that you didn't finish? In a lifetime, how many things have you started? You had a goal, you had a vision, you had a dream, you sat down and you wrote a business plan, you you tapped people on the shoulder to assist you in accomplishing, and you started, but you didn't finish. Because starting is pretty easy. But the second thing I want to suggest to us is that stopping is even easier. (laughs) It's easy to get something started because all you need is desire. But stopping is easier because stopping happens when we lack drive. When you've got desire but no drive, then you won't get very far up the road. Just as easy as it is to start something, it's equally as easy to stop. It takes drive to follow through with what you started. Nothing of value, friend, just happens. It takes persistence, tenacity, endurance, and stamina. And watch this. When we look at the effort that is currently required and compare it to the ease of life before we started, stopping is often the desired option. When you think about how much work I'm going to have to do to keep this going, and you think about how easy life was before you started, then it's easy to want to get to the place where you stop. So I'm suggesting that if you really want to focus on your follow-through, you've got to stop spending so much time looking in the rearview mirror. Because looking back is going to keep you from moving forward. My God, looking back can be the enemy to forward progress. Reflection is okay, but romanticizing is dangerous. It's okay to look back from whence the Lord has brought you and to learn lessons from the things you've been through. But when you start looking back and romanticizing the way things were before, then you're setting yourself up for failure. You got to remember Lot's wife, (laughs) that they are delivered from Sodom and Gomorrah with one commandment, get out of here and don't look back. The word of God says that she looked back and she turned to a pillar of salt. Can I tell somebody today that looking back will have you salty? Listen, so starting is pretty easy. Stopping is even easier. Third thing, and then we'll move on. Staying is not easy at all. Starting is pretty easy. Stopping is even easier, but staying is not easy at all, which is why a whole lot of people give up, why a lot of people quit. But Jesus says that no one who puts their hand to the plow and then looks back or or reevaluates their engagement or quits in the process is even fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus tells us that quitters uh, are not very useful to the kingdom, if you will. Now, some people make a distinction between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven uh, being our eternal destination, if there is, in fact, a distinction. This passage does not say that quitting will disqualify you from heaven, but it says that you are not useful to establishing God's kingdom on earth. The only thing that will keep us going when we feel like quitting is divine help. We must be tapped in and tied in to the power of God to encourage us when we're discouraged, to strengthen us when we're weak, to comfort us when we are hurting, to accompany us when we are lonely, to fight for us when we're outnumbered. So, friend, I want to encourage you. Resolutions have been made. Some of them have already been failed, and that's okay. 2020, I dare you to focus. You see what I did there? 2020, focus. To focus on your follow-through. 
Don't let this be another year of things you said you were going to do and you failed to accomplish. Surround yourself with people who are going to hold you accountable and say, but nah, you said this year you were going to. And focus on your follow through. Swish. That was corny at the end, but I liked it. So let's move to some free valuation. I did my talking. But some of you may have some responses that you want to give to uh, what I just shared with you concerning focus on your follow through. So I've got some questions to prompt our conversation. And at this point, if you're on Instagram or Facebook Live, you are more than welcome to respond in the comments to what I'm about to ask. The first thing I want to ask is what motivates you most to start something? What is it that motivates you to start something? Is it uh, seeing the success of other people? Is it uh, watching social media? Is it personal vision? Are you a self-starter? What is it that prompts you the majority of the time? Come on, respond to me honestly. What prompts you to start something? What is it? Um, I can honestly say uh, I've been allergic to being a copycat my entire life and so most of the time when I start something is because I'm trying to be different like I'm intentionally trying to see how something can be accomplished with uh, creativity and freshness and so I'm rarely prompted by what other people are doing because I'm usually looking for what other people are not doing uh, but that's my personal stance Garnisha Matthew says passion that passion is what uh, motivates her to start something. That's a good thing. Because the truth of the matter is, and I think I'm going to come to this in the next question, if you're not passionate about a thing, it's going to be hard for you to remain faithful to it. If you're not passionate about it, when the winds <laughs> and, and the storms start to uh, rage in your life, you will quit very easily. So I'm looking for other people who can share what causes them. Uh, Deseria, being tired of the same thing. I hear you. That's why I am. Being tired of the same thing prompts us to start something new. I'm in here sweating like a hooker in church. Am I supposed to say that? It's out there now. Um, uh, Reverend Andre Torrance. Reverend, how you doing, man, out there in, in Lubbock? Uh, growth and change, uh, change or growth of vision uh, is what prompts him to start something. I feel that, man. I feel that. Let's move to the next free valuation question. What what, what we got going on? Someone on Instagram said, to better myself. Absolutely. A lot of the things that we need to begin is because we realize that there is room for improvement in our lives. And so to better ourselves, absolutely. Uh, these are some amazing answers. So for those of you who are listening, uh, I pray that that encourages you uh, in evaluating why it is that you start the things you start. Second question, are you working on what you are passionate about or what will bring you temporary satisfaction? I like that. Are you working on what you are passionate about or what will bring you temporary satisfaction? A lot of times we start things because of what we're expecting uh, to get. Uh, you know, we, I'm going to start a business because in your mind, uh, this business is going to bring me a lot of money. But then, you know, after a short period of time, the money is not coming in. If you started it purely to make money, 
uh, then you won't have what's necessary to keep you going. So having that passion, as Garnisha said earlier, is very important. Uh, and I'm wondering uh, if anyone out there can share or shed some light on what it means to kind of be starting something based off of what you're passionate about or doing something because you're trying to have temporary satisfaction. Sometimes we start relationships looking for temporary satisfaction. I don't need nothing long-term. Just give me somebody to hold me tonight. I don't need somebody to hold me at night. Just somebody to hold me tonight. <laughs> That's funny to me. What you laughing at, dude? It is what it is. So passion is essential. Third free valuation question. Y'all not talking back to me on that one. I see hearts and likes, though. Let's go. Have you waited for God's okay to do the work uh, you've put your hands to? Have you waited for God's okay to do the work that you put your hands to? Is this God's will for your life, or is it just something you had an idea for and something you thought would be cool? Because at the end of the day, sometimes we start stuff that God never intended for us to start. And what do you do when your obstacle is God? <laughs> well, what do you do when what you are so passionate about pursuing, God is the one who's blocking you? So um, that's a good question for somebody today. Ha have you waited on God to affirm, confirm, solidify that it is his will uh, for your life? Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Reverend Lita, Leland Adams says that some are good starters and terrible finishers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And at times I've fallen into that same category uh, because sometimes what we want to do uh, is not necessarily God's will. And, and sometimes what's good is not God. Right. Just because it's not God's will doesn't mean it's not a good thing. Uh, it could be a good thing. And maybe it's just not the thing God has assigned to your hands. Maybe somebody else is supposed to do it. Maybe it's an idea that you should pass on to somebody who's better equipped. And you're wondering why you're trying so hard and there's no success. Uh, because the truth of the matter is it just may not be God's will for your life. We don't want to hear that. I know. Because most of the time, whatever we want to do, we want to do it. Uh, but when God is our obstacle, um, that's a very interesting thing. Leland asked a, a pivotal question. How will we know? And I'm glad that you asked that question, brother. Uh, what I will say is this. I believe that God is God enough that whenever he's trying to get his point across, there's no misunderstanding. Uh, when we are not clear, a lot of times it's because our world is clouded with too many voices. I'm reminded of uh, Elijah when he kind of finds himself hiding in this cave and God comes to him uh, in an earthquake and a strong wind. Uh, and then th the Bible says that God wasn't in any of that. But then there was this whisper and in the whisper was the voice of God. The truth of the matter is God is not going to yell over the loudness in our lives. He's not interested in competing for your attention from relationships, from uh, listening to all types of different voices. And so if we really want to know what's God's will for our lives, we're going to have to turn some things down in our lives so that we can hear his voice. I also believe that whatever God uh, speaks, he confirms. And so a lot of times when God gives you a word, he will follow up by confirming it through the voices of other people. So confirmation will help us to know when it's God's will and not ours. I think another thing is to be familiar with his word. God is never going to instruct you to do something that is going to conflict with his word. 
God is never going to give you a fresh vision for right now that conflicts with his word. And so a lot of times the things that we want to do, all we've got to do is compare and kind of measure it up against the scriptures and we'll know if this is God or not. I think then another thing, and this is about four different things that I've given you at this point, so I hope that these are helpful. I think a fourth thing is this. You have to be real with yourself to know your strengths and your weaknesses. And many times, some of the things that we may want to do are not a strength. Sometimes, matter of fact, I was talking to someone before uh, a couple of hours ago about a person uh, who kind of is a singer, an aspiring singer. Um, And that person is not very gifted. Uh, I know right now all the messy people want to know who I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. But that person is not very gifted, but they they are persistent. Um, and, and so sometimes you kind of look at a person and say, well, I know you want to do this, but are you called to do this? Because if God didn't gift you with the necessary skills to do it, then maybe you ought to look at your skill set. And I think the things that we have been gifted to do partnered with the things that we are passionate about. I believe that that's a good intersection to know God's purpose for your life. The things that I'm good at and where they intersect what I'm passionate about usually produces my purpose. Let me get to this fourth free valuation question. Thank you, Leland, for for posing that question to kind of broaden the discussion. Uh, Fourth free valuation question is this. How do you pace yourself so the feeling of quitting won't come so sudden? How do you pace yourself? So that the feeling of quitting won't come so sudden. We live in the age of burnout. Everybody burnout about everything. Let me let me respond while you're responding. Let me say this, that if we would stop picking up stuff we weren't supposed to pick up, we wouldn't burn out so quickly. There's a lot of stuff you want to do that God didn't tell you to do. So we kind of back to the previous discussion. It's okay to learn how to say no. Because the truth of the matter is the people who care about you would rather you give 100% of yourself to the things you're supposed to do versus giving pieces of yourself to things that you're not supposed to do. I'm going to rewind that. Somebody needed to hear it. The people who really care about you will want you to give 100% of yourself to the things you're called to do versus giving pieces of yourself to the things that you were not called to do. And the truth of the matter is some of our life purpose, our destiny, what we're really supposed to be doing is suffering because we are simply too divided. And so does anybody want to say anything about what you have learned to do to kind of pace yourself to avoid burnout, burn up? Who? On Facebook? I don't see it. There we go. So small goals. I like that. Small attainable goals. Don't make the goal so big that you cannot achieve it. Absolutely. You can't just say, you know what, this month I'm going to lose 100 pounds. No, you're not. No, you're not. And so by day five, if you haven't lost any weight, you just go quick because you say, I no way I'm going to get there. Uh, but make small attainable goals uh, that you can reach. I just saw somewhere, I think, Everett Williams logged on. I couldn't see. I saw his name come up. Or maybe it was a domino game. Never mind. Disregard. I just saw his name. <laughs> because I was going to say that I've been smashing his head on dominoes. And I wouldn't have gone into that, but he makes this grand post on Facebook. Anybody who want to L, come play me. And so, yes, to the entire world, along with most of the people that I play dominoes with, uh, I be uh, 
head busting. So anyway, <laughs> that was the free valuation. Speaking of Domino's app, I'm finna uh, move to the segment uh, that I call free flowers. Free, free flowers. flowers. Free flowers. We moving through. Uh, pretty rapidly today. And I actually told him a certain time that I would give the flowers. And so I'm early. He gonna miss it if he's not on. And today, I want to give some flowers. Free flowers. flowers. The reason I, I call it that, uh, I can remember growing up, they used to sing a song called Give Me My Flowers uh, while, I don't, while I Yet Live so that I can see the beauty. I can remember that song. I'd be like, this is such a sad song. <laughs> Why are we singing this song while people are alive? <laughs> but the principle is that you can't smell flowers when you're dead. And the truth of the matter is that's when we bring most people their flowers. It's when they're dead and they can't even see them. Everybody can say, oh, did you see all the flowers at their funeral? Yeah, we saw them, but they didn't see them. So I want to be intentional in my life about giving flowers, accolades, encouragement, love to the people in my life that mean something to me. And so this week, I'm giving flowers to uh, one of my mentors, a father in the faith, a pastor, uh, Dr. Delvin Atchison. Take these flowers, DA. Many of you may know that name. He is uh, definitely one of the most sought-after pulpiteers in our country, uh, a gifted man of God who has preached the length and breadth of our nation and even abroad. Uh, and I'm just blessed to kind of have a personal relationship with him. And I, I give him these flowers because uh, Dr. Atchison has taken time with me to kind of pour into me and encourage me when I was discouraged, moments when I really wanted to quit. He literally uh, kind of willed me to stay in ministry. I remember one time we were sitting down and he literally said, give me a year before you quit. Give me, make a promise to me. Give me a year uh, and watch God do some things. And I, I made a commitment to him um, when I was tired of being committed to God and I gave him that year and that year made a huge difference in my life. And so I honor, uh, you, Dr. Atchison as a father, as a mentor, as a friend, uh, as a leader. Uh, he is the senior pastor of the West side Baptist church in Louisville, Texas. Uh, and matter of fact, I always get my left and my right, right wrong. In my, my first public writing, God Wants Me, Dr. Atchison, I was trying to figure it out. Dr. Atchison wrote the forward. Is sure that on screen? Y'all see that? Uh, see, I, I, I didn't realize that I had it sitting right there, but I had it sitting there because God put well, no, it's been sitting there a long time. Yeah, it's just been sitting there next to Martin, who still is in disapproval. Now, I don't know, Martin, me and you going to have to. <laughs> so, Dr. Atchison. Take these flowers, man. You know I love you. Um, and anybody who I really cut for, y'all know I don't front. So I'm not going to be the type of person that's going to get online and tell people I love you if I haven't told you in person. So, uh, Pastor, you already know how I feel about you. Um, I'm praying for you at all times. I'm always a phone call away. Uh, take these flowers. So uh, we actually have come kind of to the end of our segment. We ran through it. Yeah, we, yeah. Anybody want to talk about something else? Uh, no. This is the part where we uh, do ask, ask Pastor, Pastor Free. Free. And I was supposed to tell you at the top of the segment that you can send questions to the Free and D inbox, uh, or you can post it in the comment section. So if anybody has a question that you want to ask me, 
I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to respond. The question can be about anything. It can be about leadership, uh, faith, religion. Uh, you can ask me how my hair get this color, and I'm going to give you the same answer I give everybody I was born like this. Uh, you can ask me my recipe for oxtails or whatever. I'm going to tell you I ain't got one. Anyway, because I don't cook. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But anybody who has a question that you want to ask Pastor Free real quick, you can do that before I log off. Uh, because if you don't want to talk to me, I don't want to talk to you. Nah, just playing. I see my brother Dr. Chu came on. Chu boy, I've been meaning to tell you all week long. We we talk uh, pretty much every day. Man, I gave you flowers last week. And I don't know if you've heard it or not, uh, but... If you haven't, go back and listen to the podcast from last week where I gave you some flowers. Anybody have any questions that you want to ask, Pastor Free? Y'all check in the inbox over there just in case there are questions that want to be asked anonymously. Because we can't wait too long. We can't, you know, we can't have too much free air. I'm saying that like there's a radio show. And, you know. <laughs> Anybody want to promote your business? Uh, yeah, we can do stuff like that. We can do stuff like that moving forward, but they're gonna have to pay us because that's what they do for commercials. That I will, I will wax eloquent about whatever it is that you're trying to promote your ministry, your church, your hair products, your cooking, whatever it is. Uh, you send the information to the free and D inbox, we'll make sure that we push. Listen, I'm all about entrepreneurship. I'm all about people, you know, creating platforms for themselves. And so however I can support and help somebody to realize their dreams, uh, I'm all about that. Anybody who knows me know that I ain't trying to be selfish. I'm trying to create opportunities for anybody else. We have any questions over there? Nobody has questions. Y'all are just looking at me and looking at Martin. Look at me with disapproval. <laughs> and nobody has questions, huh? Instagram is pretty delayed. That's why I don't do Instagram. I don't. I be on the father's Facebook. It doesn't seem like it's delayed, but how would I know? It's our internet. Don't nobody want to say nothing. Somebody putting laugh emojis on the on the screen. <laughs> okay, so the thought is that there may be some questions, but we uh, are delayed in our internet, and so maybe we're not getting it. Um, but 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 what you will know is that the podcast that you uh, get when it's uploaded will have a clean stream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clean stream. Uh, you know what? I can add, I can uh, give this question. It wasn't asked for this platform, but I'll answer just because uh, I've been asked this question numerous times. When I was doing the podcast before, I had people who were asking, how was I recording the podcast? And I've had people who've asked me, how do we record the records that we do in our church? Uh, and where you see me sitting, like, this is really the studio. This is it. Uh, because... Audio production at this point in the game is pretty much easy. Anybody can do it at your fingertips. Now, if you want to pay for a big studio, you can. Uh, but what I use to record, uh, I make music in Logic Pro. Um, so I produce tracks in Logic Pro and also some of the tracks I do on the machine, uh, which is kind of a drum machine that comes with software. Um, the track, the, the intro track to the 
how do G, do G's get to go to heaven? I produced that years ago on the machine. All right, and so uh, most of my current tracks are done in Logic Pro, and I also record and track vocals. So right now I'm recording the podcast into Logic Pro. Uh, I have an Apollo Twin interface. The interface is what connects the microphone to the software, and I use a Bluebird um, to record. So. For those of you who are interested in sound production, audio production, recording, pro audio, all of that good stuff, you can do that. You can see I got KR, KRK monitors, which at one point were the standard. I don't know what's out now. Um, I, I used to feel like I needed the newest of everything, and now I just kind of work with what I know. Anyway, so that pretty much brings us to the conclusion of the matter. And we didn't have any questions um, that were specifically posed for this podcast we're at 40 minutes and i'm about to let you get back to your day but as always i want to spend some time praying for you uh, i believe in prayer i believe that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much uh, i believe that the word of god tells us that we should pray without ceasing uh, and so i want to pray for you if you would bow your heads where you are and let's call on the name of the Lord. Let us pray. If you have prayer requests, as I say this all the time, if you have prayer requests, you can always put it in the comment section, send it to the inbox, and I will spend some time personally praying for whatever your prayer needs are. Uh, if you're still in the car, because I've been trying to get you through this traffic, please don't bow your head. Drive with your eyes forward. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we look to you as the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, we thank you for another day that we have never seen before. It's been coming ever since the beginning of time, but Lord God, uh, you had provisions and a plan for this day that we didn't even know about. We don't know what our days hold, but we know who holds our days. And so, Father, we ask for your protection, your provision, your peace, your plan for our lives. We confess that we are sinners, that we've fallen short of your glory. We have failed you in ways that we can't even imagine. But, Lord God, we ask for your forgiveness. And your word promises that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Lord, right now. I come praying, asking for your mercy on your people. Lord God, your word pricks our hearts today and reminds us that starting is not enough. We got to focus on following through. And God, many of us have to repent for the things that you assigned to our hand. We picked it up and we started, but we allowed discouragement and naysayers and what we saw in our bank account and the weariness in our bodies to cause us to stop what you prompted us to start. Father, we ask for your forgiveness and we ask that in this coming season that we do better, that you give us the passion, the persistence, the support the vision, the provision to keep on pressing forward. For your word reminds us that anyone who puts their hand to the plow, anyone who makes a commitment to move forward and to do the work and then looks back or reconsiders or quits is not fit for the kingdom of God. Literally means we're not very useful to you on the earth. And Lord God, we want you to be glorified in our lives we want your name to be made greater because we live for you, work for you, preach for you, sing for you, serve for you. So, Father, this year we want to follow through. 
In the name of Jesus, I declare businesses being birthed and successful in this season. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for children that will be born, marriages that will prosper, ministries that will grow. Because in this season, we're not quitting. We refuse to relinquish. We refuse to go back. We refuse to retreat. We're going to focus on following through. Lord God, where there is sickness among those who may be hearing this podcast, I pray for healing. I pray, Lord God, against sickness in our bodies. Lord, by your stripes, we are healed, and that's spiritually, but if you can heal us spiritually, surely you can heal us physically. Lord God, I speak peace to our minds. I bind depression. I bind confusion, Lord God. Anything that would distract or derail us, Lord God, it's up under our feet. The the devil and his imps are already defeated, and so, Lord, help us to walk in such victory. Help us, Lord, in our relationships. Help us to love those who love us. Help us to forgive those who harm us, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we just want to be more like you. We want to be the light in darkness, the salt of the earth. And then, Lord, there are some who are going through moments of grief and bereavement. Some have lost loved ones. Some have lost marriages. Some have lost jobs. Some have lost opportunities, and that grief is real. And so, Lord God, we pray that heaven would heal hearts in the name of Jesus. Restore, O oh God, according to your will and your plan. For earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. So we thank you now. Thank you that we can cast our cares on you. We can talk to you about those things that are concerning us because you care for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, the only name that really matters. In the name of Jesus that causes demons to shudder and tremble and causes tumors to shrink and causes mountains to be moved into the sea. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray and ask these things by faith. Amen. And thank God. Friends, thank you for spending another Friday evening with me. Another Free Indeed Friday podcast. Free Indeed Friday podcast. Anyway, I pray that you are safe out there. We're supposed to have inclement weather in the Austin area. Somebody told me it's pretty bad uh, in Houston, the wind, and in Dallas. Uh, and so I, I want us to be wise and vigilant, make good decisions when the weather is bad. I don't know how it is across the country, but I know in Austin, if the weather changes at all, people forget how to drive. If it's too hot in Austin, people forget how to drive. I don't know how that works. So rain, sleet, snow, or sunshine can be catastrophic on the highways and byways in the capital city. But anyway, uh, be mindful, be vigilant out there in them streets. It's your boy, Pastor Free. But another Free Indeed Friday's podcast telling you I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Ah, uh-huh.